for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again with another amazing podcast. This morning, we have a very special guest. We have Crystal Marie. How's it going today, Crystal? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing really well. You know, it's a, it's a great morning, and I'm just excited to have you on and talk a little bit about everything you got going on. Me too. Me too. Uh, you're, you're based out of uh, New Hampshire, correct? Yes, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. How, how are, are you? Were you born and raised there or where are you from uh, originally? I'm an army brat, so I've lived all over. I was originally, you know, I was born in Germany and lived in Europe. But then I, I've lived in Texas quite a few times, um, different places in California, Colorado. But um, New England feels like home. Half of my family is up here. The other half is in Texas. And um I got a little bit of got got to see a lot growing up. That's really cool. That's uh, you know, being born in a different country. Like I've often said that I feel like a lot of um, Americans would benefit from visiting other countries just so they could see how different things are outside the U.S. I totally agree with you. So, uh, growing up as an army brat, as you called it, I. I haven't come up with a different phrase for it, so I'm going to just continue rolling with the army brat. Um, how how does music kind of work its way into uh, your life? Music is like breathing. <laughs> I I my my actually my nana was a country singer, so I will say that um, she did her own thing in um, back in the '60s, and she actually went to Nashville and recorded and. Did a little bit of touring. There's not a lot of information online about her, but I know that somewhere that there's some some tapes, and I'd really like to get my hands on those. But um, unfortunately, she's no longer with us. But she's the only person who had any sort of musical background. And other than that, I just listened to a lot of music. Um, my dad listened to a lot of Metallica, classic and hard rock, and my mom listened to everything from Enya to Coolio, everything. So I got to, oh, oh, and country music. And so with them together, I really got to listen to a whole bunch. They were huge music lovers. We attended concerts. I think my first concert was Chubby Checker at five years old. (laughs) And then a Kiss concert when I was seven. Um, so I have a healthy appreciation for lots of different types of music, but I just was always singing. That's really cool. You know, just the wide variety of music that you were exposed to, I think is what is helping this new generation of musicians that are kind of coming through the pipeline right now is, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, you listen to country music, you wrote country music and that's what you were. And you know, you you listen to country music because your family listened to country music. But now it's like, 
oh, my dad listened to hard rock. My mom listened to rap. And then there was like country in the middle there. And so now it's just got like this weird Frankenstein of music that uh, I've been exposed to. And that's just kind of, uh, it, it's really cool to see that multiple multitude of influences kind of come together. Oh yeah. Like adding, like fusing punk pop and country together that's new to me uh when did you kind of start uh recording your own music and uh like really experimenting with your own sound i think i'd record things around my house on my phone but i just started recording my own original music a couple months ago i'm singing all my life writing my own songs but i just got them recorded what was that uh what was like the light switch that um made you think okay I need to start like actually professionally recording this I had a push in February when I had five people in my family and circle pass away uh, all at the same time and all of a sudden life felt very fragile um and death felt closer to me than it ever had and I lost my job at the time too. And I felt that, all right, it's now or never. Um, and then I think it was the next day that I got a call from this place in this uh, studio in Nashville that has been asking me consistently, hey, we'd love to work with you. And this time I said, okay, yes, I'm doing it. And I had money saved up and went down and, and I was like, I hope my, my songs are good enough. <laughs> And I must say the music that or the song that you've released Friday, Prove Me Wrong, is absolutely amazing. That was a perfect choice for like that first song to kind of go out into the world. Um, so before we kind of jump into that song and dive into it a little bit more, uh, I do want to apologize for your loss. I, I recently went through a similar situation Um it, my mother passed away a couple of years ago and I kind of had that same realization that it's like, Oh, wow. Okay. Life is not guaranteed. And I need to like really start doing something. So um, I'm kind of right there with you. So kind of having that realization and using that was kind of like the light switch to uh, start following this dream of making music um what was kind of the process like of going into nashville to record start recording did you know ex exactly what you wanted to do or was it just kind of like you had a couple of songs in your back pocket and then once you got there it was uh it, it they kind of helped you mold what you were wanting to do that's a great question i felt very um ignorant <laughs> i had never done my own songs before i know how to do covers that's what i do and in a cover band and i i've recorded other people's songs and when it came to mine I was, what did i sign myself up for so i bought myself a guitar i can read music went to school for music but i don't really play that well so I taught myself really fast how to play like nine chords. Um, and maybe I, I'm not fast enough at playing it, but I knew, okay, this is, these are the chords that I want. But I, it was so limiting. So I, I switched over to piano and that made it a little bit easier, but I'm still very be beginner piano. So then I at least had chords. 
um, and I sent them to a friend to kind of play through the, these charts and just so I had something for them to say, okay, we, we get your idea. But then when I got there, I gave the musicians a chart, the, the producer a chart, and um, they had to make some corrections. <laughs> like, I think you meant this. So it was such an interesting process. I learned so much. And what I gave them, you know, this little skeletal chart was completely different from what came out. You know, these are amazing Nashville musicians. They had to, like, they listened to a second of it. They're like, okay, I got it. And then they just made some magic. That's the magic of Nashville musicians is they, they do this all the time. So it's like, give them an idea. And even if it's not a hundred percent correct, like tech, technically correct, um, they'll fill in the gaps and it's like, okay, we think we know where you're going. This is what we came up with. What do you think? And, and in nine times out of 10, it's like, yep, that's exactly what I was going for. And I think it's really important to stay open, even if it's your song, it's, it's important to stay open to other people. Yeah. You know, what, what, what solo might they have in mind? So um, you went into the studio in Nashville. Was that, or that was earlier this year, right? You went into Nashville? Yes, in March. So when you went in there, did you, um, how many song did you, songs did you end up recording? Obviously it was Proved Me Wrong, but did you record more with that or? Yes, I did five total. So what was it about uh, Proved Me Wrong that was kind of like, hey, this is the first, song that I want to get out there? It was the Problem Child song. Um, and I ended up liking it a lot. <laughs> um, I felt like it was one of one of the stronger ones. And um, I guess with, with the studio, they it was either I'd have to wait longer to, to release all of the songs, or I could do one song at a time every month. And so I had to, I, I didn't want to wait. So I just did. I went with that one. I'm glad you didn't wait because Prove Me Wrong is an absolute amazing song. So I really appreciate that. <laughs> so for anybody that hasn't had a chance to listen to it, which, which if you haven't, the link is in the description if you are listening on Spotify and all that stuff. But if you're listening live, I'll put it in the chat here below. Um, what is the story behind Prove Me Wrong? Oh, Prove Me Wrong. It was originally titled uh, something different. It was a very lovey maybe taylor swifty song it was a, a love song um that i wrote while my um while somebody that i was dating at the time was cooking in the kitchen i was playing guitar and i thought what a beautiful life we have um that relationship didn't uh end up working out and i still had that song with me when i went to nashville and last second the morning of um of the recording i said guys this song isn't gonna fly I got to change it. And they're like, the producer's like, what do you mean? What do you mean this isn't going to work? You're going to change the song? But I did. And um, I explained it to the, the musicians and they just got it. And uh, it went mm -hmm. from a very lovey song to bluesy, little bit of rock song. Um, and now it's got a lot more angst. And I would say it's kind of like uh, the love child of Carrie Underwood and Kelly Clarkson. Nice. Nice. I'd be really interested to hear what it sounded like before you made the changes. Yeah, that would be interesting. I could send it to you. <laughs> so had you 
had you recorded it originally before you had made the changes or are you talking like you just have like a rough demo recording i might even have a demo of of that because uh, of, of the original recording um i'm not sure if it's saved with the band but the song is about if, if you're dating somebody and everybody else is telling you that there's that this person has a reputation there's a lot of red flags but you're not seeing them because this person isn't showing them to you. And as far as you can see, they're either a changed person or they're, you know, they're a genuine person. And, and then and you end up realizing they proved me right. Yeah. <laughs> so the song proved me wrong is like, everybody's saying this stuff. All right, prove me wrong. So you recorded five songs during this recording session and you said you didn't want to wait to release the music. Was the original intent to release it as a, like an EP or a, short album, whatever, I guess, trying to think what five songs would actually be. Um, yes. Uh, I wanted to release them together. And I mean, there's still that opportunity out there. Like if a couple of months down the line, you get two or three out and it's like, okay, we can release this as an EP because I, it'll, it'll work at that point. It'll be a little bit more of a traditional release where it's like, like three singles and then a bigger project, but mm -hmm. I think that's what I'm going to do. Oh, um, so kind of moving forward into the summer, you've got Prove Me Wrong. It's out now. People need to stream it, give it a listen. Uh, what's kind of the plans as we head into the summer here? Are you how often are you playing shows? You know, like what's the plans as we head into the summer here? I am playing a lot of shows this summer. This is the busy time in New England. It's when just it comes alive. There's a lot of tourists. And so there's a lot of opportunities for, for me to play on the beach or really anywhere. So I'm playing four shows a week, um, five sometimes, um, singing some national anthems, but mostly playing in the New England area. And I'll be back in Nashville in August. Yes. So down there as well. Awesome. I saw that you were um, at CMA Fest. Uh, was that last weekend or two weeks? I don't, I have no concept of time anymore. Uh, but I saw you were at CMA Fest. How was that? That was amazing. I knew there were, there were going to be so many people, but I didn't realize how big it, it was. Fantastic. I saw some incredible music. And uh, another thing I didn't realize is that most of it's free. You can, if you want to see, you know, the, the biggest acts, you can go and, and buy a ticket for Nissan stadium. But a lot of the thing, a lot of the, the shows are free down Broadway and everything that, that, that blew my mind. I think the amount of people that, so I was originally supposed to go there. Like I had a plan. I was going to go visit my dad. My dad's in, uh, Kentucky right now. He's, he's uh, summer vacationing in Kentucky. But uh, and so I was going to go to Nashville for CMA Fest, and then I was going to spend the weekend with him and then come back out to Texas. And everybody just kept telling me how busy it was going to be. And I was like, you guys aren't selling this for me because I don't I don't do well in big crowds. Like, I just I don't know what it is. I don't like being in big crowds. And then my dad called me. He was like, hey, are you still planning on coming out here? Oh, I, I, I don't blame you about the crowds. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so my dad was calling me and he was like, uh, um, do you, uh, are you still planning on coming out here for CMA Fest? And I'm like, yeah, that, that's the plan. And then he called me. He's like, well, changing my plans. I'm not going to end it. I'm like, okay, well, then I'm not going to go to CMA Fest because that's only one half of the trip. Yeah, and it was it was very hot too. Oh yeah, I mean summertime in Nashville is not fun. 
Yeah, and, and you're, you live in Texas and everything. I'm just saying, you know, with, with the crowd and the heat, and, you know, I can imagine yeah, how sure. that would be a little difficult. It was, it was amazing, though. If, if there's ever a year, you know, that you do want to go, I think it's worth trying, even for a little bit. For sure, for sure. Who was, uh, what was the show that you caught that, like, was really, did you get to see anybody play that you thought was like, wow, they're, they're amazing? Alana Springsteen just from the moment she started singing. And I, I will say, I'm not a, I love country music and I feel as though I, I know a lot, but not compared to some of the people down there. Cause they're, when I saw the list of everybody's playing, I, was like, I don't know so many of these people. So maybe there are a lot of, you know, up and coming people. I knew her name and I really, really loved Alana Springsteen. Uh, there was also um, a singer named Brenly Brown. Have you heard of her? I, I'm familiar with her. Yeah. Incredible voice, only 21 years old. And I, she just brought me to tears, the, the what she was singing about. She has this song called um, The Crossroads. You know, she, when you get to the crossroads, you know, tell the truth. I'm, I'm just amazed that somebody this age has such a skilled voice and, but also had, I don't know, she had everything and she was also very kind too. So those are the two people that really blew me away. That's, uh, I sound like after seeing everything that happened at CMA Fest, it was like, yeah, I probably should have just still made the trip. So you can't, can't dwell on the past. It was amazing. Really, really amazing. And you know, what was a really great takeaway? I was watching these people play and I was like, Oh, I can do that. It didn't feel like I could never do that. Or that's, that's such a big crowd. I was feeling like, Oh, I can absolutely do that. And I do do that at home. I, you know, this is, this is my job. And I can see myself there at CMA Fest someday. And I have been a high ever since. Nice. <laughs> so, that was a great takeaway. It, it seems like CMA Fest was very inspiring for you to just kind of keep going after your dream. Oh my gosh. Just being around so many musicians is so inspiring. So many artists. Do you see yourself uh, picking up and moving to Nashville one day, or do you kind of just see yourself coming to Nashville whenever you uh, whenever you need to? Manifest this, yes. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen yet, but I'm, I'm going to. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I've uh, I've often been manifesting that one myself. It's like I have that con I have that conversation almost daily with people asking me like. Hey, when are you moving to Nashville? When are you moving to Nashville? And it's like, I don't know. It's going to happen one day, but I just really enjoy Texas. Like just where, where I'm at in Texas is kind of cool. And it doesn't get too ungodly hot in the summer, but these winters are just kind of like, yeah, if uh, I'm okay on the winters, but I'm sp speaking to somebody that lives in New Hampshire. So I'm not going to complain about the winters in central Texas. <laughs> um, yes, but it, I've also lived in Houston. I've been through those summers and I lived in Arizona, 29 Palms, California. Those, it, yeah, it, it can get rough in the summer. Yeah. When I, I grew up, I, so I'm originally from Chicago. I grew up in Chicago. So those Midwest mm. winters, those, uh, yeah, I, I know what it's like to go through a winter and I've haven't lived in Chicago since 2009. So I think I've just gotten soft in the, 14 years it's been and it's like yeah you know it is what it is two things having snow removal is everything somebody somebody some people really like snow removal they like they like doing it themselves they take it as a workout or they just don't mind 
Mm-hmm. I do mind. I don't like being cold. So it's that, that, that's a really helpful, you know, hack. And then also just having the right clothes. And that's where I, I just don't like wearing so many clothes. And so I'm just, I just, I'm just miserable because <laughs> I don't want to wear a scarf and boots, but it does help. If you have the right stuff, you should be warm all the time. So kind of go, or, um, when it takes, when it comes to outside of music, like when you just need time for yourself or need to step away from music, what do you, what are your hobbies? What do you do outside of music? What's your thing? Um, I, I work out just about every day. Um, but I also have a three-year-old daughter. So, um, on the days that, you know, I can't make it work if she's not in school then I don't work out but I try to just stay moving it helps me um that's that's my therapy I like to to work out and I love to just be with friends and family as often as possible nice nice I'm trying to work out but I just don't have the motivation right now like I'm trying so hard but getting up because you know like I start work at a certain point and it's like, that means I got to be up at 5 a.m. to go work out. And it's like, oh. eh, I'd rather sleep in an extra hour, hour and a half. Uh, that is that is very tough. If there's a way to to walk, even just just, just keep getting up off the couch or something, or not off the couch, sorry, off the desk, right? that's helpful. Or um, at one point, my company, when I, when I was, before I got laid off, they did um, a step challenge. And all of a sudden, I was walking a lot more. I'd be like, oh, I haven't got up in a while. I'm going to. I'm going to get up off my desk and just go take a break and walk around because I worked remotely. Um, I don't know if you, whatever, wherever you can make the time, just move. Well, and I think that, so I've been working remote since February. Um, I uh, injured myself on vacation when I was visiting my dad. And so they're like, well, you're remote now. And I thought it was going to be great. thought I was going to be able to work out like consistently work out and stuff and haven't been able to and I'm starting to realize like work the office was what I needed because it got me out the door it was that first thing that got me out the door and then I have a standing desk so I'm standing all day and then you know I would take a break every like 30 minutes you know just so like that workout was just being at work yeah Absolutely. So uh, hopefully I, I'll be back in the next few days. And yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for that clearance from uh, HR. Say, yeah, you're good to come back to work. Yeah, don't don't feel too bad either. If, you know, start slow. And... Um, so you, you got the uh, new single out now. Uh, it, it's streaming. What's kind of running through your head now? You got now that you got your first song out there and uh, it, it seems to be doing well. What's running through your mind right now? Get back to Nashville. Learn how to write better songs. That's what's going through my my head. Because now that I'm, I've put these out, um, I was like, oh, wow, I've learned so much. I can't wait to write more and record more. But I'm very proud of these songs. I I think that I'll be releasing them maybe all just all together. Mm-hmm. But I'm working on more. I've already, I just wrote three last week. And um, I was given some advice while I was in Nashville um, from a mentor. He said, you know, write a hundred songs, write a two hundred songs, write a thousand songs. So that's my plan right now is just to keep writing. What's your approach when it comes to writing music? Are you very like, obviously 
having a three-year-old daughter makes things a little bit more unpredictable. Do you find yourself having to be a little bit more, I'm going to use the word militant with your time. Like, okay, I know my daughter goes down for a nap at this time. So I have this time to kind of be creative or do you still find yourself able to be a little bit more free, free flowing with your creative process? Um, when I try to be militant about it, I'm in a different mindset. Um, mm -hmm. So it really helps when I, on the mornings that I don't have her. Um, it, it's as mm -hmm. soon as I was on the plane to go travel and I didn't, I didn't have her with me. I was in that mindset. So I'm most creative in the morning. And so uh, after a certain time, I start losing that window. <laughs> so I like writing first thing in the morning. Like when I wake up, I always have something in my head. Like, ah, I got to go before you got to write it down. If you don't write it down, you're going to forget it. And then you're going to be mad at yourself in three weeks where it's like, wait a minute, what was that chorus that was running through my mind? And and then you try and recreate it and it's not the same. And it's like, okay, I'm forcing it now. So luckily I don't forget melodies. I don't forget music, lyrics all the time. So you said you're uh, planning on going back to Nashville in August. Yes. That's got to be exciting for you. Are you going to record or are you just going to be in Nashville and kind of soak up the vibes there? I'll go there to do some co-writes and play some shows. Okay. And yeah, maybe I'll look for a house for you too while I'm there. <laughs> it, nice little callback there. Um, but you know, it it's what I've been doing for the last year, year and a half is just like, I'm gonna get there, it's gonna happen. But then I started hanging around Austin a little bit more and it's like, I don't know, Austin's kind of cool too, but- We get back there. I had this conversation with a musician not long ago about, Nashville and it's just like I just know if I set up shop in Nashville everything's going to be different like it's just it like it no more zoom interviews like it's all in person at that point like I just set up shop somewhere in and around Nashville and it's like okay every evening at 7 30 let's get somebody in here and let's do this thing and whereas where I'm at now so I'm in Waco Texas yeah there's a little bit of a music scene here but it's not enough to have consistent new guests come through every mm -hmm. night. Well, that's very exciting. I, I need to go check out often. Yeah, so that, that's what I'm manifesting. You said you uh, have family in Texas. Whereabouts? You said Houston, right? All in the Houston area. How often do you get to go visit them in Houston? Once or twice a year. I haven't been, it's, it's, it's coming up on a year. Um, great music scene there too. Girl, what I went to, to high school there. I, th I feel that it's very important for me to mention that that was a huge um, push for me to pursue music. It was almost like I got college training in, in high school. Um, I got a ton of music theory and I, I learned how to be a really good singer. And that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe I should start taking voice lessons. I was a senior, I think, in, in high school. And I got into every music school that I applied to with scholarships. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? You know, maybe, but, but still, am I good enough? And um, went to college and college actually felt kind of easy in some ways, except for I didn't play an instrument, but um, I, Texas and music, they're just, yeah, they're, they're, I'm so grateful for my teachers, my voice teacher, because it was a great experience. It's wild in Texas that um, 
the music scene here is, I don't want to say the word isolated, but it's got its own thing going on here in Texas. Like there's yeah. musicians that have been touring around Texas for 20, 30 years, and they're like really well known in Texas. But you step outside, you go to New Mexico, you go to Mississippi, you know, you just go wherever. And it's like, uh, yeah, I have no idea who that is. Yeah. Is it hard to break into the scene or to... Do you have any advice there? I mean, I I know places I can go play in Houston, but Texas as a whole, I don't know. It's not hard. It's just, you you just have to show up on time. Uh, you know, like trying to find gigs in smaller towns is easy. I don't know specifically about Austin in general, or it's specifically Austin, Dallas, some of like the bigger metroplexes. I don't know about there, but like I know in the smaller towns, it's it's not hard to book out your own gigs in some of the smaller towns like Waco in Bell County, McLennan County, and like some of the surrounding counties around Austin. I, if if that's something you're looking into doing, I've got a whole list of venues. I've been cultivating this list of venues in Texas that uh, support independent music. So Great. I actually have a, a big long list of the East Coast too, so I can send that. <laughs> not not just up here i mean just down florida oh so from like maine down to florida mm -hmm. and some other places too la but yeah i've been saving saving these venues i feel like yeah i could just switch <laughs> yeah. that's a really valuable list to have like i musicians that aren't doing that like aren't saving those contacts like yeah i understand that sometimes like the venue manager or the booking booking manager changes you know it's um but just having those contacts at the venues makes the biggest yeah. difference that being said if you have anybody who's trying to come up new england i know everybody's mm -hmm. connect you know you can connect them to yeah. me i will keep that in mind i will 100 percent <laughs> keep that in mind oh uh, so kind of moving forward one thing that we like to do on live and amplified and, and everything that we'd like to do is we like to pass on knowledge to the younger musicians or musicians that are just kind of starting their career or exploring the opportunity to become uh what's a piece of advice that you've picked up uh that you would like to pass on to the younger generation everybody says thick skin so i'm not going to say that i would just just say just find your why find your reason and just keep coming back to that because it's it's hard and you may get confused should do I need to change my sound? And it can be very discouraging. So just keep coming to the reason why you play music. Because if I was the last person on this planet, I would still be writing songs. I would still be singing all the time. And I remind myself that on the nights that nobody shows up to a show and I'm just playing to the cooks and bartenders. And it always, you know, it, it sets me straight, gets me grounded. This is what I love to do. I'd be doing this at home anyway. And, and try not to worry so much about what, who shows up, what people think of your music. I mean, hopefully they're inspired by it. I think that helps me the most. Yeah. Oh, it, it's interesting. You, the way you kind of phrase that, you know, it, it's all about taking the situation and taking advantage of it. Uh, you know, just even if you're at a venue and there's nobody there and you're playing for the bartender and the two cooks or, you know, like whatever staff is there, use that opportunity to take some chances, use that opportunity to, you know, step outside your comfort zone. And if there's a song that you're not hundred percent confident in, maybe 
play that just so you can get those repetitions in, you know, stuff of that nature and just kind of use it. I don't want to say use a pain gig as a practice session, but Yes, please. Yes, paid rehearsal. You know, and you know, you can kind of take the opportunity to, um, you know, just kind of get better and comfortable playing your music out in public. Also, network. Networking is has been everything for me. Hundred percent. Um, so, anybody that wants to check out your music or um, catch you live at a gig out on the East Coast or in Nashville, once you once you finally make that move, because it's going to happen. Uh, Where's the best place to find you online? Where's the best place to inter interact with you on social media? All that fun stuff. My social media handles on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram are all Crystal Marie Sings. And then I also have my schedule, merch, um, um, my Spotify link. Everything is on my bio site. So it's bio.site slash Crystal Marie Sings. And that has everything on there. And then you can find me on Spotify at uh, um, Crystal Marie. Just type in Prove Me Wrong next to it because there are a couple other Crystal Marie's out there. Once again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. I really appreciate you. Uh, for anybody that's out there listening, uh, if you want to support anything live and amplified, live and amplified.net is the best place to do it. Uh, it's got all our socials, all that stuff. Please, but first, please go support Crystal Marie. Her new song, Prove Me Wrong, is absolutely amazing. I can't wait to hear the next single, the next project, the next, you know, Everything that you're going to release this summer, I can't wait to hear it. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute blast. Yes, thank you so much. I'm sure I'll see you again. Once again, thank you everybody for tuning in and we will catch you all later.